everyone. Welcome to Bake It to the Limit. I'm your host, Katie, and this is a podcast by a home baker for other home bakers. And today I'm going to try to do something a little different. I'm going to try to make a pistachio cake with mascarpone frosting. I'm super excited. This was a special request from my good friend, Darren. So I'm excited to make this cake for him today. I planned on, we plan on doing more podcasts together, record or recordings together, me and Darren, but due to the current events, (laughs) we're uh, keeping separate. So I'll be putting this on my porch when it's done and he'll make a drive by and come pick it up. (laughs) All right, I'm going to get started. So I need to preheat my oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Good. And I've already prepared three eight-inch cake rounds. Those are pans. I cut out eight-inch circles from parchment paper and I put them in the bottom of each pan and I sprayed them with cooking spray. It's a canola oil spray is what I use. And then I dusted the pans lightly with flour. And I've set those aside and they're gonna be great for this recipe, I hope. Um, it called for three nine-inch cake pans, but I don't really have three nine-inch cake pans. I have two of them, but anyway. So what I'll do is I'm also going to make a couple of, use the batter and make just a few cupcakes. That way my family gets to try a piece without cutting into Darren's beautiful cake. (laughs) All right, let me move these pans out of the way. The first step was to shell all my uh, pistachios because I couldn't find the unshelled ones that weren't salted. So I bought a bunch of shelled ones that were in the shell but were unsalted. Anyway, and I need to measure out one and a quarter cup. One cup and maybe a quarter. almost a quarter. Uh, It's not quite as much as I wanted it to be. So I do have a few salted ones I'm going to throw in there. And I'll keep in mind I'm going to reduce my salt by just a little bit so that my overall batter isn't too salty. And the rest of my pistachios I'm just going to set them aside for later for maybe some kind of garnish. That'll be real cute. One and a quarter cups of unsalted, ideally unsalted, uh, pistachios, minus their shells. And I'm going to process this together until it's about like a nice powder. I said minus their shells, but I see one shell. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. I thought I saw a shell, but it wasn't a shell. It's like a piece of skin that like off. Pistachio skin, huh. any other kind of skin. <laughs> I'm gonna process this into a little powder. First, I'll turn it. I'll plug it in. Every time. Okay, that looks good. All nice and processed. 
And I remove this from both of my food processor. I'm going to add this in with my dry ingredients. So for my dry ingredients, I need two and a half cups of cake flour. got that in my bowl now and three quarters of a cup of regular flour. There we go. And of course my ground up pistachios. when you grind up nuts, what I've learned from grinding up hazelnuts is you want to grind it up into a powder, but don't grind it so long that you end up kind of making a paste because there's a little bit of moisture in certain kinds of nuts. I do have almost a paste at the base of my food processor, but the rest of it is good and powdered. There we go. Wow, that's super green. That's really cool. I'm excited. And I need my baking powder and baking soda. So for my baking soda, I have a teaspoon of baking soda and a tablespoon of baking powder. Okay. And one teaspoon of kosher salt. I actually reduced my salt just a little to like three quarters of a teaspoon of kosher salt because there was a couple of salted pistachios that ended up in my mix here. And I'm going to whisk all my dry ingredients together. There we go. All right, I'm going to set this aside for when I need it. Now, for the next step, I have one cup of butter. That's about eight ounces of butter. And this, my butter's been sitting on the counter for a little bit, so it's nice and soft. And I have my food process, not my food processor, my standing mixer. Yay! Fitted with, I guess, a whisk attachment. I think that's what I need for. And I'm gonna beat my butter in my standing mixer on high until it's real good and creamy. So like two minutes. I'm gonna save you that horrible noise. All right, I'm gonna scrape down the sides of my mixer. The butter's pretty fluffy. And I'm gonna add in my granulated sugar. I've already measured out one and three quarters of a cup of granulated sugar. I'm gonna add that to the, my mixer and I'm gonna mix it on high again until the sugar is creamed into the butter. So about two more minutes. Now with my mixer on low, I'm adding some almond extract. This is three quarters of a teaspoon of almond extract. And I'm 
I'm just going to mix this until everything's uh, com combined pretty thoroughly. Or I mean just combined, not too thoroughly. Yeah, the opposite of what I just said. And I'm also going to stop it and scrape down the bowl a few times while this comes together. And while that's coming together, I'm going to mix in my cream and my milk. So I have one cup of whole milk and I have half a cup of sour cream. I'm just going to stir those together gently with a spoon. And what I'll end up doing is I'll be alternating adding a little bit of dry ingredients and a little bit of uh, my milk cream mixture. Rinse off the pan a little bit. Alright, now I'm ready to add my flour and that pistachio mix here. So I'm add about three quarters of a cup at a time and now I'll let that mix in and I'll splash in some milk and sour cream. And I'll be doing that a couple of times until it's just mixed. Alright, here I go, another round of flour and pistachio powder mix. And some milk and sour cream. Alright, it's just about all mixed together. There's still a few streaks of flour. So, I'm gonna finish that off with my, just by folding it in with my rubber spatula and removing the whisk from my mixer shaking against the side get the rest of the batter off I'm gonna take off this bowl my when I threw out my other standing mixer I saved the bowl and attachments so now I have two mixing bowls and an extra set of beaters, whisk and dough hooks and mixing paddles. So not to brag, but it's pretty convenient because the next thing I need to do is I have three egg whites that I've already separated and set aside and I have a teaspoon of cream of tartar. Cream of tartar is this little flour looking substance, not flour, but, but it helps you to beat stiff egg whites. Before I get started, though, I'm going to make sure I have no fat at all on my standing mixer, so I'm going to wipe it down real clean. And if you get any fat, whether it's egg yolk or butter or oil, in the bowl of your where you're trying to whip up egg whites, it's going to prevent the egg whites from whipping up to stiff peaks. Okay, and I've got my mixer all cleaned off. And I have a clean whisk and a clean bowl attached to my standing mixer. And I'm going to pour in my three egg whites. Again, mixing that on low. And somewhere around here, I have measured out my cream of tartar. 
Now I don't see it. And I'm beginning to get worried that I accidentally put it in my cake. Yeah, I definitely put it in my cake. Okay, so I'll mix out some more cream and tartar. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't, I don't think it has a real noticeable flavor to it. Okay, so I have to do cream and tartar. And I'm going to crank this up all the way to high and beat it until I have stiff cakes in my egg whites. Alright, I've got my stiff egg whites and I'm going to gently fold them into the rest of my cake powder. I'm going to do that using just my rubber spatula. And be real gentle when you do this because you don't want to like, you take the time to whip all, all that air into your egg whites so you don't want to squish it all out. That's why you need to do it this part by hand. There we go. Fold this in until I don't see any more real white streaks. Now, before I go dividing this up between my hands, I'm gonna scoop out just enough batter for one, two, three, four little cupcakes. And you fill your cupcakes to three quarters of the way up. And for me, that's about half the cup. Of batter or a little bit less actually some of the batter is going to stick to the inside of my <laughs> scoop all the time here we go one two there's three here's four one for each member of my household perfect I'm gonna tap these a little bit. All right, using my scale, I divided my batter up as evenly as I could. I think I put about 16 ounces of batter in each of my cake pans. I put them in the oven and I'm gonna set my timer for 20 minutes because I wanna keep an eye on those cupcakes also. And the cupcakes will be finished a little bit before the cakes do. And I think the cake should take about 35 minutes, but I'm just gonna bake them until they're done. A toothpick comes out clean, you know, you press gently on it, it springs back, all that good stuff. All right, so next time you hear my voice, hopefully, I'll have made some cake. Pistachio cake. All right, my cakes are out of the oven. Yay! And they're cooling on a rack. I baked my cupcakes for 20 minutes and the cake for about 30 minutes. And I'm gonna let them cool in their pans for 15 minutes before I try to wiggle them out. And I'll let them cool the rest of the way on the cooling racks. So, so far, a success. Yay! A little bit later, I'll make that frosting and ice the cake. Yum. All right, it's finally time to make some frosting. So for this cake, I'm gonna be making a mascarpone buttercream frosting. So I have a softened three sticks of butter. That's one and a half cups. And I'm gonna add those to the bowl of my standing mixer. I cleaned it, of course, earlier. And it's fitted with the whisk attachment. So 
all my butter. I've also measured out one and a half cups of mascarpone cheese. And I've measured out six cups of icing sugar. That's that powdered sugar or confectioner sugar. So many different names for that sugar. When I was younger, I didn't have the internet. It really confused me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna beat the butter on high so I can get it nice and creamy. I'm gonna do that for about two minutes. All right, I've got my butter nice and creamy. Now I'm gonna add two teaspoons of vanilla extract and just a quarter teaspoon of some kosher salt. And I will start adding in all this sugar. I'm gonna stop and attach the guard to my bowl of my standing mixer and hopefully I won't make such a big mess. I'm gonna keep it on low while I mix in all six cups, well, let's say medium low, of this sugar. A scooper and I'll start feeding it into a little tube here. I've never used this guard before, so I'm excited to have one. Because every time I put powdered sugar into my standing mixer and start it, no matter how slowly, I end up with a plume of powdered sugar in the immediate vicinity of my standing mixer. so long as my icing turns out good. I set my butter out about an hour before I started this, so it would be soft, but still cool. It's real clunky in there, so I'm turning up my speed. It's at about medium speed right now. I've got all of my powdered sugar finally mixed in and I'm going to scrape down the bowl before I start to add my mascarpone cheese. There we go. We'll get another good mix just to make sure I got all the butter and sugar came together. Oh, I found the dry patch down. whole pocket of icing sugar that hasn't gotten blended in. All right, I'm going to turn this on medium high and let this blend up for about 30 seconds or so until it's nice and smooth. Okay, and now I'm going to add my mascarpone cheese. It's also been setting out on the counter for about an hour. And that is one and a half cups of mascarpone cheese. And I'm gonna let this mix for just about 10, 20 seconds. I don't wanna mix it too much. Cause it's like kind of like making a cream cheese frosting where you don't want your cheese to curdle. Okay, hopefully I didn't mix it too much. Now I'm just gonna fold, mix it some more by just folding in. 
the cheese by hand with a nice little There we go. Let's see how his taste goes. It doesn't taste all that different from other buttercreams that don't have mascarpone in them. So I don't know that I'd make this recipe again. I don't know. I think maybe I'll add just a little bit more salt. I'm going to put this in the fridge while I think about it. Okay, so I thought I was recording earlier, but I wasn't. So what I've been doing is I've been chilling my frosting and keeping my frosting in the fridge. And I've been preparing my area to decorate a cake. I've got my round cake stand that has the turntable on it. And I have an eight inch cake board cut into a circle. And I leveled the first of my cakes using a leveling tool. And I'm just gonna try a bite of the scraps to see how this cake tastes and decide if I wanna add uh, just a pinch more frosting, salt to my frosting. Mmm, that's good. I think a little salt won't help. A little salt won't hurt the frosting, so. I'm going to fold some more salt into my frosting. Okay, I think the frosting's pretty good. And I'm going to add just a dollop of frosting to the bottom of my cake board. And I'm going to smash my cake board onto my cake decorating stand. Center it right there in the middle. And now I can start building my cake. So. I'll put another dollop of frosting on the top of my cake board and that'll stick the first layer of cake to the board for me. So here we go. There's the first layer. I've already leveled it. Make sure I center it on my cake board. Good! I'm so excited! Now I'm going to get about a quarter cup of frosting and spread that out over the first layer of cake. Here we go. And I'll we'll up that right there. And I'll use my offset spatula to smooth this out. And if it's not enough frosting, it should be. I can always just add a little bit more. And make sure I smooth this out all the way to the edges of the cake. Yeah, I think I'm going to put a little bit more frosting. I think a quarter cup might be too small an amount. So these are thick layers of cake. It's about an inch thick. So a good amount of frosting between layers. Won't hurt a thing. There we go. All right, now I'm gonna start working on the rest of my layers. I need to level each one and stack them evenly and centered. And I'll do that and next time you hear from me, that part will be done. Now here goes my final layer, it's the third layer, and I'm making sure I place it cut side down. 
that way the smoothest part the part that was against the the bottom of the cake it will be is always the flattest part that way I'll have a nice be sure to have a nice flat surface to work with when I go to frost the top there we go yummy it's gonna be yummy cake all right now I'm going to put some frosting along the sides and top and get it all as smooth as I possibly can so I'm gonna get my spatula here and I guess I'll start from the top make my way around it's a big dollops on the top and then I'll start just patching up the side a little bit make sure the seams get covered the spaces between the layers I'll just go around and round until I have it, the frosting pretty evenly distributed. Might take a few minutes. Before I get too carried away, I need to set aside some frosting for my cupcakes. So yeah, I'll set aside about three quarters of a cup of frosting. Well, that's too much. That's okay, you can just add it to this cake. There you go. And the frosting I'm not working with, I think I'm gonna leave it in the fridge. Some mascarpone cheese does soften up really fast. All right, I'm gonna continue to cover this cake with all the frosting. All right, well, I got my cake chilling in the fridge. I got it completely covered and then I smoothed it out. And I ran my offset spatula, just the tip of it, along the top in like a spiral motion to get it like a swirl design on the top of the cake. That's gonna look cute. Now for my cupcakes, I want those to look cute too. So. I'm gonna try to pipe a nice dollop of frosting. Using one of these big piping tips. It's like a balloon, but with uh, half moons cut out along the edge of it and a little flower design cut out in the top of the tip of it. Anyway. I'm gonna set that aside and I'm worried my frosting is a bit too soft to pipe anything with distinctive anything sharp you know and crisp so I'm gonna stir in that cold frosting that I had chilling that I set aside earlier and then I'm gonna add a little bit of powdered sugar about a tablespoon at a time and just fold that in until I get a little bit stiffer frosting to pipe onto my cupcakes. Alright, I couldn't get it as stiff as I wanted to and I didn't want to add too much sugar to it so I put it in the fridge to let it you know, get cooler and hopefully stiffen back up. So I let that chill for like 10 minutes and I'll clean up around the kitchen. 
and then hopefully in a little bit I'll be ready to pipe some frosting onto my little cupcakes. I suppose while I'm waiting I can crunch up those pistachios I set aside. So I'm going to pull out about 10 whole pistachios and the rest I'm putting in this plastic bag. And I've got my wooden rolling pin I'm just going to smash them inside that bag. So I don't want to grind them up into powder but I just want some fun little crumbles to decorate the top of the cake with. Another thing I did earlier today is I made some like white chocolate garnishes. I had like a little bit of white chocolate melts in my pantry so I melted them down and I added about a teaspoon of vegetable shortening per ounce so probably about two teaspoons. No, half a teaspoon of vegetable shortening per ounce to my melted chocolate. That way it just ran a little bit smoother. And I dipped a few strawberries in them. And then I dipped the, the chocolate covered strawberry into some grounded up pistachios. And I set those aside to dry. And for the rest of the white melted white chocolate, I used like a pastry brush. Really, it's just like our silicone like basting brush that we use for everything. <laughs> But today it was a pastry brush and I dipped it in the white chocolate and I painted brush strokes with the white chocolate across some parchment paper and I at the base of each brush stroke I sprinkled a little bit of this crunched up pistachios and that's been in the fridge chilling all evening. I've never done the brush stroke decoration method before but I'm really excited to try it. My plan is to just put them along the base of the cake. So once my cake is properly chilled and I can move it without putting a whole big old handprint in it, I'm gonna put it on the, the platter it's gonna be served in, or in this case, a box. So, and then I'll add the, re the remaining garnishes to my cake. Yay! Okay, the time has come to transfer this cake. So I've got my big old cake lift here. I'm just going to try to slide it under my cake. And I'll slide that my cake over to the container it's going to go home in. And now to get the cake off of my <laughs> uh, cake lift. There we go. Just stuck there for a second. But I got it. Yay! Success! And I'm gonna sprinkle some pistachio crumbs on the top, on the outer edge of the top. Oh, these look pretty. Just so no, everyone knows what kind of cake they're in for. Yum. Oh, this is so pretty. I don't know if I'm going to use my pistachio white chocolate covered strawberries on this cake or not. I might just end up eating them, keeping them all for ourselves. My kids already ate two of them, so <laughs> I only have a few left. That's good. You like that? Mm -hmm. 
Hello, Nancy. I'll show I go that squirrel. Yeah, it looks a little rustic. I'm not sure if that's going to match the style of the paint strokes. It might. I think it looks really good. Can't wait till the paint strokes. Heart appears. If you can get a graphic designer to approve of your cake design, that's pretty good. He's got a good eye for that stuff. All right. Yay! It's so pretty. It's going to look prettier when I add my brush strokes to it. I'm going to grab a few ice cubes between my hands to get my hands nice and cool. Because I don't want to sit here and melt my brush strokes my white chocolate little designs. My hands feel so warm right now. Probably because I'm nervous. There we go. Alright, now they're cold and wet. Nice. broken one of these just trying to get it out of the fridge. Go ahead and they're kind of right off. I'm just going to put them along the cake. Hopefully there's enough to go around the whole outside of it. I'm going to try to just kind of shingle them in like one into the other. And go all the way around it. Real pretty. Well, that went about as well as it could have gone. Well, that sentence didn't go as well as it could have gone, but putting the uh, white chocolate pieces onto the cake went really well. All right, and my frosting, I think. Oh, he's ready. I'm going to start. Shoveling it into my piping bag. And hopefully I'll get something pretty piped on to these cupcakes. There's nothing. I'm gonna hold it perpendicular to the top of my cupcake and I'm going to give it a nice big push and twist it side to side. Release. Ooh, so pretty. Alright, let's do the next one. Same piece, big. Yeah. To find something pretty to put in the center of these so they look like little flowers. But I'm liking the way this looks. 
have one more. Lovely. Oh, they're darling. Got some little bitty pistachios that I left whole. I'm gonna dust them with something shiny, like some mustard dust or something. I'm gonna go to my pantry, see what I got. So, I've got some, just some shimmer dust. It's not quite luster dust. And I've never had a good reason to use it because it doesn't give a good co covering. Because when I bought it, I thought I was buying like luster dust that you can mix with liquid to paint your cakes and stuff and confection, can different confections with. But it turned out to be just like something pretty that you can sprinkle over it, more like glitter, I guess. But not quite that. Well, I took my pistachios and I took a, just a little bit of frosting and I rubbed them in the frosting a little bit so that they'd be kind of sticky and I put them in a clean bowl and I put some of this sparkle dust, this gold colored sparkle dust, not dust, what do you call it? I don't know but it's awful, don't buy it because it doesn't do what you think it's going to do. It will do this. It's covered. I put it in the same bowl as my pistachios that I got all sticky. And I'm just kind of covering these pistachios up with this gold powder and a shimmery powder. Give them a nice sheen to them. I put these in the center of my cupcakes to make it look more like flowers pollen in the center. Let's try three. Also my kids love pistachios. It's been kind of hard to keep them out of the stuff. Keep having to <laughs> keep catching one of them eating my stash of pistachios. I know it's for a recipe. I had to promise them I'd buy them each a little packet of this stuff to eat. Alright, I got some more sparkly ones. I wonder if they'll look pretty on the cake. Okay. Finally got some cupcakes ready to eat. You ready to try one? Definitely. Alright. Cut it in half. There you go. Let's see what we got here. Mmm, a blue bite. Mmm. <laughs> try some. Mmm, with the frosting. Mm hmm. Yeah, a little nutty flavor of the cake just at the end. Mm hmm. The frosting's not too sweet. It is rich, though. It's, yeah, expensive. <laughs> it's creamy. It is very creamy. It went on a lot differently than a cream cheese. Cream cheese is a little bit tackier. Mm -hmm. No, it looked, it looked pretty easy to... Yeah, it was not hard to smooth it out at all. <laughs> yeah. It wanted to be smooth. Yeah. It's, it's real silky. It's a very pretty cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I put a few little swatches of 
uh, white chocolate on the top too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was excited that I had enough to go all the way around. <laughs> I was not sure if I would. <laughs> I can at least get halfway, but I can take a picture and pretend I went all the way around. Sure. I've had that come up before. <laughs> Makes sense. Remember that llama cake I made for Jim? Well, that, that definitely had a face on it. Yeah, yeah. I had, <laughs> I you know, texturized icing around it to make it look like it was a hairy llama head. But it, that only went halfway around. Because <laughs> I ran out of frosting. And I didn't want to make more. Anyway. The recipe I was following today came from lifemadesimple.com. And it was written by Natalie Dix. Thank you, Natalie. This is delicious and foolproof, I might say. She had a lot of great instructions on her website. Well, thanks for listening to Bake It to the Limit. Find me on Instagram at Bake It to the Limit underscore with underscore Katie. Thanks for listening and happy baking. Bye. Bye.